0: You're listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 132, covering Interface and Gambit Part 1. Friends, it's us. Your friends. It's us without a guest. Yes. Been a while.
1: Matt now, keeping it real.
0: Keeping it that now. Yep. What happened to keeping it fresh, mother?
1: <laughs> I refuse to keep it fresh.
0: Well. What how can a man choose between fresh and fly? Because believe me. Difference. There is a difference. It's true. Uh we're gonna be doing a lot of digressing, I imagine, because we're in, yep. we're in, in the, this yeah. in
1: this 15 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: boy. The thing yeah. is, the thing is, we, we talked about we keep talking about how bad the season's gonna be, but It's bad in that boring way where we have nothing to say, really. Yeah. So these may be short episodes. Um, My summary is not a full page for the first time in quite a while, just because. That um, is
1: surprising.
0: Not much to say. But uh, let me tell you what I do have to say about interface. First, Matt, why don't you just go ahead and get your overdrawn at the memory reference, uh, my overdrawn at the memory bank reference out of the way? See, I
1: wrote it down so I wouldn't have to later.
0: Yeah, I assume when I write stuff down, it's because I want to say it on the show.
1: See, when I write stuff down, it's because that's how my brain spits crap out.
0: Oh. Yeah. This is a thing I might have learned about you as we have been writing together for so long. (laughs) Oh, no, no. When I write things, that's the crap. The good (laughs) stuff stays in my head where no one can hear it.
1: (laughs) It's where I keep it. And then I entertain myself with it late at night.
0: (laughs) I don't want to know how you entertain yourself late at night. This is the most
1: exciting novel ever. Written (laughs) by me.
0: (laughs) That no one can ever read. Nope. All right. Here now is my book report on Interface, the episode. Mm-hmm. Having just apparently seen The Lawnmower Man, the crew of the Enterprise outfits Geordi with a cool new virtual reality suit because virtual reality is our total extreme future. Using this dutical new technology, <laughs> Geordi is able to remote control a probe to do all the stuff he can. Yell at the ceiling, lift heavy beams, see perfectly, you know, Geordi stuff. Between wicked, rad missions to rescue some colonists or diplomats or whatever typical TNG junk we're doing this week, Geordie receives word that his mom died. Now everyone turn to your next-gen writer's cliche book and tell me what happens next. Did you guess Geordie sees visions of his dead mother inside the bodacious VR setup? But actually it's an alien intelligence disguised as his dead mother? Of course you did. We all did. But we have to sit through 25 more minutes of this anyway. Look, everyone tells Jordy he's in denial, which he denies. Then it turns out they're right, and oh, look, it's just an alien intelligence disguised as his dead mother. Fortunately for Jordy, it's very late in the series, and the fact that he directly disobeyed the captain and stole the tubular virtual boy has virtually no consequences at all, because that's how late-era Next Gen works. Just do what you want. Everything will be fine. Yeah. This would have been longer had I been able to find more uh, 90s-specific slang.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Not not my era. I should I ask did like,
1: you. I did like the uh, virtual boy
0: pull. Well, that's that's what it reminded me of, really, mm-hmm. because it's nineteen ninety three, and he's trying to um, ing morph himself in another. Is that the right word? Ing morph.
1: Yes, ing morphing
0: Right I- into a, a whole other reality. Mm-hmm. That's actually. I'm just going to jump right to my good thing here. All right, you do that. Um, I don't know if I adequately conveyed it in my in my summary, but VR was a pretty big deal in the early '90s. Like I don't know if um, if you remember, because you would have been pretty young. But virtual reality was like it. It was like this is going to be. That was be what
1: the, was. Yeah, that was where we were going.
0: The huge thing. We all thought we'd be plugging ourselves into computers and hanging mm-hmm. lifeless in a room somewhere when our brains thought we were somewhere much cooler.
1: It was a very cyberpunk era.
0: Yes, yes, it was. I was always chasing cyberpunks off my lawn. Yes. It was a pretty cool idea, but it never really took off for some reason. I guess we decided that podcasts were infinitely more entertaining than.
1: Uh, they sure are.
0: Yep. Welcome to the future, folks.
1: When everyone has a radio
0: program. <laughs> <laughs> we have two. Who would have thought? It is a pretty cool idea though. It really is. Um and it never took off. And boring and predictable though this might this episode might be. It is cool that Next Gen did something that was sort of connected to what sci-fi was at that point like mm-hmm. It wasn't just your standard, here's a space alien, here's a this. Like, they were they were trying to, to show you something that was sort of in the zeitgeist at the time, which I thought See, was cool.
1: That's interesting, because I was reading on Memory Alpha, and a lot of the writers or whatever were talking about, are we really doing this? We almost have this now.
0: What do you like, mean? Is this... Oh, with the holodeck?
1: Yeah. No, no. like, they were talking about, like, are, are we really going to have, like, people controlling probes with their minds? We can, we'll be able to do that in ten years.
0: Really? That's what they thought? That's what they thought. Because, I mean, we got drones, but you still have to drive those. You can't yeah. just hook them into your head.
1: No, they actually... its Like, this is not future enough for Star Trek.
0: Mm, that's strange. I guess maybe because we all thought, really, that the virtual reality thing was going to happen.
1: Yeah. That's actually kind of interesting. Is it? Maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I went... Actually, around this time, it was like... 90, yeah, it was 92, 93. I went to... Um, to California to visit a friend of mine. Went to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and this, like I said, virtual reality was going to be this huge thing. And uh, Berkeley University had a virtual reality setup, and I was so excited. This was like half the reason I went. It was right. see, my, see my friend and you know whatever. But virtual reality, my first trip as a grown up. But like yeah, I, I got to see virtual reality, and it was broken.
1: Of course it.
0: Fucking was. And so I've been shaking my fist at virtual reality ever since, and I'm glad <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> fell through because fuck you. Mm.
1: This will teach you to cross me, virtual reality. Now I'm going to bring you down from the inside. <laughs>
0: that's just that's just flying cars and jetpacks all over again. Yep. Only, you know, more personal. More sad because it happened to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no one ever offered you a flying car and then said, oh, sorry, it broke down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fly all the way across the country to get your flying car. Uh, eh, we don't have any. Mm. Oh,
1: sorry. Man. Oh, you came far? Oh, you don't have a ride back because you thought you were going to fly in car back? <laughs>
0: It's well, tough, buddy. Why don't you get in this probe and pretend that you're one? <laughs> here to let you see. I can see. Oh, and well, enjoy. The thing is, like, only two episodes ago, Jordy had all kinds of weird shit plugged into his head that that was bad, mm-hmm. that was messing up his brain, that was torturing him, and now he's just jumping right back on that horse, huh? Yep. And letting data hang right over him, helping him out.
1: He got a taste for it.
0: I guess. Now he's he, a. He didn't. He didn't
1: think he liked getting spaghetti in the head, but now it's all he wants.
0: I'm trying to think of the cyberpunk terminology. It's like jacking.
1: Yes, he's jacking in. Yes. Or out or on. No, because
0: then that's a whole Futurama thing. Are you jacking on in there? But it was a. It was a. I, I'm thinking Johnny Mnemonic, which is weird because yeah. I never think of Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny
1: Memnemonic.
0: Yes. Because un- unlike the what that movie's title would like you to do, it's very easy to forget Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Oh, Johnny Mnemonic! I fucking hate you. I never saw it. It's but, fucking terrible.
0: But this was, you know, this was supposed to be the thing. This was yep. supposed to be sci-fi at the time, and you know, I was, was kind of I guess maybe they thought that the holodeck was similar enough. For the most part, because that's already an immersive thing. I
1: mean, you know, you can go inside the holodeck, but you can't like put your brain into
0: it. I guess no, but it's still a whole immersive reality. Mm-hmm. It's effectively what virtual reality was supposed to be, which is tricking you into thinking you're in a whole other place. Right. So I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. Like either. I said, I
0: like the I like the gist of it. I just I I don't think they did anything interesting with it, and I don't think that the, the character part of it was not very good at all. Yeah. And I actually, also thought his
1: VR suit was stupid.
0: Well, it was, a, it was a black suit with a bunch of colored wires on it.
1: That's the thing. See, Star Trek, like, I was thinking about this as we were watching the episode. There's not a whole lot of wires in Star Trek. That's not really the technology, the way the technology's evolved on that show.
0: No, that's You true. know what I
1: mean? Like, there's no, like, we just don't have wires. We have chips. Yeah. It's a very chip-based technology.
0: Well... I don't know. Maybe they thought wires would, you know, after six years of only chips, that wires would look strange and, uh, well, it and is exotic. hard to
1: put, it, it is hard to make it look like chips are stuck into a suit. I will give them that.
0: Right. And I, I basically think this entire episode existed just so LeVar Burton could walk around without his visor on for one episode.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was written in his contract somewhere that he got, that he got one where he didn't have to wear the damn thing or the stupid contact lenses.
0: Right. There's a, um, there's a wharf episode coming up where he gets to wear a head covering where, like, two-thirds of his Klingon makeup doesn't show. And I'm pretty sure Dorn had that in his contract as well.
1: Now I'm not sure if it's in their contract or if it's just the last season and they're all getting lazy.
0: Yeah, that could be... Okay, I want to direct an episode, and I don't want to wear the stupid shit you make me wear all the time.
1: All right, whatever. Who <laughs> fucking cares?
0: Spiner's like, can I just play Zoom for an entire episode? I don't want to put on all that stuff. Ah. Ah. I've been ah.
1: practicing! <sighs>
0: Um, okay, how about you? Uh, well, are good thing.
1: Uh, there are a bunch of scenes in this one between Jordy and Data that are actually some of the best I've ever seen. Like, especially the scene in Data's quarters where, uh, where, uh, Jordy comes by and just like, So, Data, how's it going?
0: Yeah, that's actually my quote. I'm gonna oh, okay, go well, ahead and play that. Maybe put
1: that in here now.
0: Still working? No. I've completed the adjustments to the interface. I am now waiting for Commander Riker to finish moving the probe. Do you need to be comforted? That was great, but then the whole scene unfolds. Like, I didn't want to play the whole five minutes because you're right, that whole scene is great.
1: But it's really great. I love Jordy going looking for data because my mom might be dead and I don't know what's happening and I need my friend.
0: Yep. I love how good data's gotten with humans. Yes. Where he's like, yes, you need my help. Oh. You want me to pretend I don't need your help? All right. Well, but now you do need my help. I was right.
1: Okay. No, I I get it. I just think it would be easier if we went about if we just got straight to the point. Yeah, no? I, All right. I feel whatever. the same
0: way. It feels like dealing with one of my ex girlfriends. it's like, yeah. well, if you don't know, just because I said no doesn't mean I meant no. Ugh. Just say what you mean,
1: Jordy. I don't have emotions. I broke up with a girl over this crap. So if you could maybe just no, fine, whatever. Your yeah, mom's I can't dead. guess
0: what you need. If I ask and I get it right. Give me credit as a robot that I got it right because that's yes. pretty good. I'm trying really hard and succeeding, and you're still telling me I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> what the fuck is that? I thought we were friends. Are you still mad at me about the whole torturing you thing?
0: Because look, I told you you got to was... let that shit go, man. That was that was two star dates ago.
1: I almost apologized. I got you a card.
0: Yeah, I got you a flying car, but then when you got there, it didn't work. <laughs> now come uh, on, let's, but, let's but plug you a... back into this thing.
1: But, uh, there's actually, there's a couple. There's, when they're in the, uh, the ready room going over, uh, or the, uh, conference room. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. And Jordy's like, oh, we can do this and this! Mm-hmm. And it'll, it, it'll work, and it'll save my mom! And Picard's like, Data, does any of that sound reasonable? <laughs> and And Data's just like...
0: No, no, that would have been my quote, but there's a lot of visual stuff going on there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but he's—it's—it's it, it's not the delivery; it's just—it's him look. He gives yeah. this look at Jordy at the entire time, because like, he's giving ooh. Picard
0: the straight answer verbally. But, but he, yeah, he's looking at Jordy like, "Oh, this is going to hurt like, his feelings." He feels
1: really bad about it, or yeah. whatever Ge- Data feels.
0: Well, he knows he knows it will hurt Jordy's feelings. Yes, and he doesn't want to hurt Jordy's feelings. Yeah. Which I like. I like the continual, very subtle progression of of Data dealing with humans. I think the writers have done a good job of that all along. Absolutely. Showing he was really awkward and had a hard time dealing with them, and now he knows how to handle them, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And we'll see a little of that in the next episode, but not mm. exactly.
1: And finally, when he helps Jordy get onto the ship or whatever, and he's sa- saying, I can't confine you to quarters for something you haven't done. I, like, it do, it doesn't make any any sense that Data does it, but I still like it.
0: There's – that actually brings me to my bad thing. There's a lot of out-of-character stuff that happens for this yeah, story was. to happen. And if it was an amazing story that we'd have to take a few liberties to get there, that's fine. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, I you know, okay, let's bend it this week that Picard is into something he's not into just to make a cool thing happen. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing cool. It was – Geordi was this petulant little, like, eight-year-old. Picard yeah, says he, you can't go down to the planet. Chair. Yeah, you can't go down to the planet. Everyone leaves, and he's like, and he pushes the chair into the table. Like, what? What? Who are you? That's yeah. not you. You're Geordi. You're one of the best guys, and you're always so laid back. And like, you're 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 worried behind the scenes, but to everyone else, you're Mister Cool. Yeah, and that's what they like about you because you're Mister Easygoing, making the wisecracks. You don't, yeah, you don't throw little temper tantrums. Yeah, and
1: I mean, like. There, there's, there's so much you can give to this, but saying like, oh yeah, he's mourning or whatever.
0: No, it's just straight but up. Out it of doesn't. Character.
1: It just doesn't work.
0: No, and between that and then data. Mm-hmm. Who? Okay, so Picard says you will not get, you will not hook up to that thing again and go rescue what is probably not your mother. Like, don't do that. And mm-hmm. he goes and does it anyway, and Data calls him out on it because he knows Geordi really well, and he's like, I I, I know you. I You're knew, I knew you were
1: down here. You were willing to take that risk.
0: Yes, everyone's willing to take that risk because what they'll do <laughs> is they'll put a thing in your, uh, in your permanent record and nothing ever comes of that. Yep. That's how that works. Apparently. How it works now. That's a relatively recent thing. Mm-hmm where everyone just completely disobeys orders, takes a shuttle or or steals a probe or whatever and does yeah. what they want and whatever the, the captain's like, "Oh, slap on the hand. Everything's fine, you rascal."
1: <laughs> it's not even the um like the the ends justify the means thing cuz we're not dealing with the sort of the big stuff that used to happen.
0: Well, when we get that, we get that sometimes in next gen, but in this yeah. case there were no ends. No. It wasn't his mom. He was just wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, I
1: guess he saved some stupid, some stupid fire aliens, but like, uh, who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit?
0: The um, but but Data uh, is like, uh, I have to stop you, but you're my friend, so I won't. Like that is that's one of those things. Okay, I could see Riker turning around for Troy, or you know, like two people who are close, who are people, who someone has an emotional soft spot for the other. I can see that happening, but with Data and Geordi, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. Data should stay. Look, I'm your friend, but.
1: I can't do this. Yeah, I,
0: I, this is wrong. You were doing a wrong thing here.
1: Honestly, what really should have happened is that he just would have left. Right. You know, it's like, I didn't see anything.
0: Even then, even then it feels like, like, yeah, da- friendship's important to Data and he has become a lot more, you know, whatever. But I still think at the end of the day, risking Jordy's life mm-hmm. to him would be more important than having him be mad at him for a little while. To save his mother's ghost. Yeah to save his mother's ghost. <coughs> his mother, who was apparently Miss Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> she had oh, a very, Jordy. she had a slight tinge of a, of a Caribbean accent. And I don't know if it was like, um, Jamaican or, um, Bahamian or, you know, somewhere, somewhere down there.
1: It's Malay Islandian. <laughs>
0: Don't take my rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle. <laughs> I wish I could do that accent because it's a hilarious accent. It's Jordy, just... you got to go on a fetch
1: quest for me now.
0: <laughs> but it's weird because obviously Jordy doesn't have one. And then we meet his dad, who is Ben Vereen, TV yep. st- star of stage and screen, Ben Vereen. <laughs> yes, that rhymes. <laughs> and um, and he doesn't have an accent either. It's it's just, it's I don't know. I mean, I guess you see that. I guess you see one parent having an accent. It just, I don't know. It felt strange. Mm -hmm. Also, Ben Vereen, apparently best known to you for for what? A television show I watched
1: when I was a kid called Zoobily
0: Zoo. Zoobily Zoo. Yeah. Very well.
1: It had a lot of people dressed up as animals.
0: I don't actually remember what I remember him as, now that I think of it. I think he was in Roots. Well, every black actor of a certain age was in Roots. That doesn't really count. True. If you were working in Hollywood and you were black in the 70s, you were probably in Roots. Hey, guess what? Welcome to Roots. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is a big important thing about your people. You want to be in it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, and plus I feel like a, a, a slight amount of a, a racist because I do sometimes in my head mix him up with uh, Robert Guillaume, the guy who played Benson.
1: That's okay. I mixed up uh, Jordy's mom with uh, the woman that played the chief on Carmen Sandiego. So, see, I don't even know Carmen Sandiego, so I
0: can get yeah. out of that one. Mm.
1: Did they ever... ever find her with that attitude?
0: Did they ever find her? No. Was she in San Diego? No, that
1: was the first place they looked.
0: Well, that makes sense. And then that,
1: later on, they went back and double checked just in case.
0: In case she doubled back. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You gotta double back, my friend. I know. Um. But, so we got this weird sort of cameo by Ben Vereen who, you know, even though without, without like uh, Wikipedia in front of me, I know I know him from a bunch of stuff. I I just, I know his name. Yeah. I know he's been in a bunch of stuff and I'm sure Matt knows him from more than just Zoobily Zoo, but. I probably do, but that's where I know him from the most. Right. The point is he's a name actor and they threw him this, this cameo over a view screen for 30 seconds. Yep. And I remember at the time it was a really big deal. And now looking back, it's like, well, there's, there's a guy that's Shorty's dad. Okay. Then. He did not look good in the uh, science blues. Yeah, some people wear that well, and some people do not. Blue some is one not. of those colors. Yeah. Like, I think most people can wear the red well.
1: Yeah, I feel like that might be why they changed it to that sort of turquoisey look when they got to DS9. That could be. I don't
0: know. I, I thought like, that was... like, this looks better on men. I thought that was an illusion. I thought that was like a... Because the, the outfit was more black.
1: I'm pretty sure it's a different color.
0: Oh, could be. I don't know. I thought it was an optical illusion because when you're when you're against almost entirely black, mm. the color would look darker I would think. But maybe You may not. have
1: a point. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter that much. Um so you're bad What fights. else?
1: Oh yeah. When this episode isn't about Data and Geordi in the morning, it's incredibly boring and also kind of stupid. Yep. The the scene where is in therapy with Troy might still be going on as far as I know. <laughs> And there's a scene where Riker comes to get down and rap with Jordy in engineering, and it's just bad. I, I was reading later on, and it's like, yeah, we had to put this scene in because the episode was short by about five minutes. So <laughs> because I don't there's know. There's nothing there. We'll have Riker come downstairs and monologue to Jordy for a little while about his mom who was dead, and he made her up and whatever.
0: See, that didn't, didn't just, bother me. Shut up. And the and the Troy scene was a bit boring, but at least we see her being a good counselor and. I'd like to think we're to the point uh, with Troy now where we don't have to point out every time she does something not terrible, but yeah. I still feel like I have to. <laughs> we'll be doing it on DS9, too. Probably. She won't the even be there. The best thing she about this episode
1: that is that Troy wasn't here, and she was doing a good job of not being here.
0: No, Marina Sardis hated that show. Yep. she called got a deep thing. <laughs> not care. Apparently
1: really. they stole all of TNG's money.
0: Yes, and their scripts. Yep. Which we talked about last week. Apparently there's only so many scripts to go around. Yep. Doesn't really make sense. Anyway, this is another one of those stories, now that I think of it. What I talked about last week with the uh, with the Picard being kidnapped story was when you have something where, okay, that was a Picard story, but it really could have been an anybody story. hmm Same way here. If that hadn't been Geordi, apart from the fact that he could hook in with his visor, there's nothing inherently Geordi about that.
1: Well, they were originally going to put uh, Riker in the VR suit. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to Jordy because I thought it would make more sense with his visor.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Character wise, mm-hmm. for someone to get obsessed over uh, the possibly dead parent, and maybe they could—I they, guess they'd have to do his dad because they've yeah. already established that his mom was. They dead were at going that point. to originally do his dad, right? And, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. It could have been Riker. Like all yeah. they had to do was find and replace. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really it's need just, to. It
1: doesn't like it doesn't matter. It's like yeah. they looked at a big board and like whose parents haven't we dealt with yet?
0: And the problem is, well, we can't have we
1: can't have Worf's mom down there. That doesn't make much sense. No.
0: And his and then his dad calls in about uh, reading the technical manuals. <laughs> it's this episode and Aquiel I saw not too far apart from each other when you know when they aired when mm-hmm. season six and seven were on and it's what kind of made me think going back into this that Geordi was one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, because they've thrown him a couple of real stinkers the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, they really have. It's it's like when they have an episode that's not great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like they just try to throw it to him. Well, it's, it's like, well, here, you're not the main character, and you're you're not even in the like top
0: three characters. You deal with this. Yeah. Look, we haven't had a you episode this year. You're in the main credits. You do this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it could have been, you know, it could and have been the, just about anybody.
1: Yeah, and that's just not fair, because LeVar Burton kind of kicks ass.
0: He does, and that character's great, but that character seems sort of inherently... Second tier. Yeah. Sort of like Scotty. Yeah. If you think back to the original series, the only episode that really focused on Scotty, well, the two that I can think of, are where he got hit on the head and hated all women. <laughs> and then the Remember, one... Remember, that was
1: the thing that happened.
0: And then the one that was written by Lamb Chop.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that was because she wanted to bang him.
0: Right. But I'm saying, like, there's no... Uh, there, there are no standout Scotty episodes that I can... And, you know, maybe I'm forgetting...
1: No, his stand-up Scotty episode was on this show.
0: Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think there's certain second-tier characters that are great and you want them there. Yeah. And who are essential to to prop up the the, the other characters and to be great at their jobs and to just be a little comic relief or whatever. Yeah. Or to be charming. But they don't really merit their own episodes. And unfortunately, I feel like that's where they put Geordi. Fairly or unfairly, I feel like that's where he is.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean you can do good episodes with him. You just, can. That Scotty one was fantastic. Yes. And that, and that was, was a Geordie episode. A Jordy too. episode. It but was. like and, it's uh, crap like this that just pisses me off, you
0: know? Well, it's like they don't know who he is. Yeah. Seven years into the show they don't know who he is, and so they're trying to flesh it out and they make a mess of it.
1: And that would make more sense if he wasn't a character like he's a fully fleshed out character. Yeah. Like you get what this guy is
0: deal is. In fact, you know? half of his deal was when we started, he was the ensign or whatever he was, Lieutenant JG, you know, the, the, yeah. the work in the con, who was not a main character by any stretch of the imagination, but he was more likable and fully fleshed out than half the other, like...
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Season one Geordi, way more, like, instantly likable than season one Riker, or Tasha, or Troy, or, you know, yeah. half the bridge crew. He was funny, he was sarcastic. Yeah, he's like, uh, and we immediately gravitated to him, because he was the likable one. Yeah. So... The fact that he was barely on screen and was that way, it's, it feels like the, it should be super easy to write an episode about him. Yeah. But not so much. And that's the thing. One of the things we love about him is while he is a bit of a dork, he's a bit of a – well, he is. He's a, hes an audience. I know. That's
1: one of the great things about him.
0: He's an audience relation character. He's, he's a nerd. Mm-hmm. He even wears glasses. <laughs> he's, you know, he's us. He's also a bit sarcastic and a bit – funny and i don't even think everyone always gets his jokes but they still kind of like him anyway
1: yep oh there's jordy making jokes no one gets yeah but it's
0: it's like oh jordy <laughs> and i didn't get any of that in this episode what i got was i'm gonna rescue my mom i don't care what any of you think that's not that character at all yeah
1: it was also it was kind of weird how badly he wants to save his mom
0: yeah it was funny for you to make all the uh, mother boy jokes. I'm not oh, going to yeah. deny that, <laughs> but um, I don't. You do know the complete lyrics to that song. You do, I, as well. You should. Everyone should. Well, yes. And also the the uh, themed Sugarfoot. Sing it with me.
1: <laughs> the uh, the no the... Matt. Sing it with me right now.
0: <laughs> We've never talked about his mother before. We'll never talk about her again.
1: No, I think she got mentioned once that it, she was a captain or something. Yeah. no, Like, I think, back in season four.
0: Yeah, he mentioned my, my dad was a this and my mom was a that. Yes. But they always do stuff like that. That doesn't mm-hmm. really count. Overall, though, it's just like, I don't know. I, I guess any character would want to save their mother. Like, yeah. They just sort of take that as read, that anyone cares about their mom enough to... Uh, People like mothers for the most part. Yeah, I suppose so. Not everyone has issues with their mothers for whatever reason, which Mm -hmm. which I find strange. But, uh, (laughs) you know, whatever. Uh, No, I I just, I didn't find it that weird that it was already, you know, you just say mother and you don't have to really worry about filling in that close relationship. You just assume, oh, well, that's his mother. Of course he's going to try to save her. See,
1: that that just adds to the laziness of this episode, I feel like. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: Also, just, well, I mean, of course he's going to want to save her. It's his mom.
0: Right. So we don't even have to tell you why. That's a yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: just get, you know, we can save that. Well, I mean, you know, maybe you want to put something in anyway because this episode desperately needs something happening in it. Then eh. maybe,
0: maybe you wouldn't have to write a 10-minute scene with Riker to pad yeah. out the episode if you maybe give us more of this character that we're supposed to care about. That's a good point. Yeah,
1: Something, anything, well, no, And whatever, we got this bit it.
0: where Jordy's explaining what his mother is like to Troy. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, well, she's funny, and she's good at reading people, like, immediately, you know, she she knows what you're about just by talking to you. Like, I didn't get any of that. Nope. From the transmission of her he was watching, from the conversations he had with her, the fake her. Yep. I didn't pick any of that up. Like, if from he had told tell, us. I could tell,
1: she was a scary alien who wanted him to go on dates.
0: <laughs> I wanted to call him now for his free reading. <laughs> you got troubles with your love life, Geordie? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, any further business here?
1: Um. Oh, and I also I want to talk about the stupidity of the the probe doing that thing where it
0: overheats or oh backfires. yeah 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 yeah.
1: It's like it's that fucking if you die in the game, you die in real life thing,
0: right? Well, I guess the, the it's hooked to his you know nervous system to the extent that he believes he's really there. Like he could smell the smoke. Yeah. Which I so. It's actually a thing, I don't know specifically in this technology, but it's actually a thing if you, if you make someone believe that they're in a place, they actually will start to sense things that aren't there. That's real. But Yeah, but then no, it, I've heard of that. Yeah, but, uh, but then they take it to a ridiculous extreme.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, and then he got burned and now his hands are all burnt.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make a lick of sense. That's dumb. Yep. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Still, could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. In fact, this was the worst of the two as, as, uh, as I see it. Mm. You may feel differently.
1: No, it was the this one 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 was
0: yeah this one was worse than uh, Gambit, but I still I just thought Gambit was boring. Fair enough. Uh, one one last thing I think before we move on, you had dug up it, a uh, oh yeah you had dug up a quote from Ron Moore on this episode.
1: This was great. Okay, yeah. uh, So this is Ron Moore on this episode. I think it was a point. I think it was a point where we were in the room and we were talking about bringing Jordy's mother in, and we all kind of looked at each other and we were like, "This is sad. This is the best we can do. Is this the best we can do? Is Jordy's mom?" It was just, it was such a who cares idea that we were just sort
0: of oh man, this show has to end. <laughs> and that's sad. You got Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek in the right hands—that show should never end. You should always yeah. have ideas between the the uh, all the possibilities that sci-fi brings you, mm-hmm. and you know characters that are worth exploring. You should have you know you should have a show that could run ten years without running out of ideas.
1: Yeah, but I get it when they're just when they're yeah. all sort of sitting down and just so. Hmm. Jordy's mom.
0: There's something we haven't done yet. You know what, though? And we haven't done this episode yet, but uh, I'd rather do this one than Data's mom. That, ooh. That episode does not make me happy. Nope. But we'll get there soon enough. Yeah, well, at least that one will probably be stupid. (laughs) That's something to look forward to. (laughs) Oh, God. Listen to yourself. (laughs) Well, at least we'll hate it. Stupid episode's better than a uh, boring episode. For a comedy show, you are absolutely right. All right. Why don't we move forward and you tell us about the first part of the two-part extravaganza known as Gambit. All right.
1: (laughs) The Enterprise is on one of its occasional missions to the Mos Isley Cantina, looking for the vanished Captain Picard. Whilst interviewing a talking penis, the crew discovers that the captain has alas been lasered to death. Everyone is sad and there's a lot of yelling, and then Starfleet sends Riker off on a mission of revenge. You know, like like Starfleet does. So Riker puts on his best nails hat and roughs up the penis until he gets the name of the planet of a planet out of him. The name in question is I don't know who gives a shit eight. So the Enterprise goes there and looks at some pots or something, and then the aliens beam down and and bleh. and then aliens beam down and there's a laser gun fight and they kidnap Riker. So now the Enterprise is down two guys. Nice work, everybody. You're avenging the hell out of Captain Picard. Everyone gets a gold star. <laughs> So the aliens turn out to be space pirates, yar har har mehardies, and they take Riker to their ship and interrogate him. And then one of the pirates speaks up and says that he's heard of the famous William Thaddeus Riker, the nails. And oh fuck me sideways, it's Captain Picard. We all thought you were dead. So Picard convinces the pirate captain. God, that sounds stupid. So the pirate convinces the pirate captain. Picard convinces the pirate captain that Riker is a bad egg and that they might be able to get him onto their pirate crew or something. And they go looking for some artifacts, which takes them to a Starfleet base, and Picard gets the chance to powwow with Riker, and they make some quick plans. And then the pirate captain shows up, and Picard beats Bill up to make it look good, and Bill seems genuinely hurt by the whole thing. And the pirates use treachery to get one of the artifacts, but then they need more booty, me scurvy space dogs, so they try to beam up some more, and then the Enterprise shows up, and Picard shoots them, and... Oh, I guess it's a two-parter, so I guess we get to do this all again next week. Lucky fucking
0: us. (sighs) Okay, first of all, I I wrote a summary that was, what, five sentences long, and it described all the plot in there. Mm-hmm. You described all the plot in this episode, and you needed a lot of words to do it. A lot of stuff happened. Yep. Like, you got to give it that. Oh, yes. You might have been bored, but it kept moving, mm-hmm. which, is, which is something.
1: No, <sighs> they definitely moved from one place to another. Yes. They went to three places.
0: No, they went to at least three and a half places. Because, I mean, the bridge and the conference room don't really count as separate places. No, that's exactly. true. Um but I
1: mean they went to a bar, they went yeah. to a park. We we opened They went to the battle bridge. They
0: that, well, the battle bridge with different paint. Yes. They, you know, they painted some stuff. Put a little paint around. Um they went on location, which is rare. Which is always mm-hmm. nice when you can see them in natural light when they're on a planet. That's cool. Yep. I remember really disliking this episode intensely. Like I remember mm-hmm. this being one of the big stinkers. This is okay. This is like average. I'd give this a five.
1: It's it's a very average episode. Like I'd give this a four point five for
0: for how average it is. It's it's it doesn't feel very next gen, and that's kind of why I liked it. Oh, huh. like it it's a, a bit of a departure. Like, it's a bit of a let's go off on an adventure kind of, You know what I've been saying all along? I wish they went on more adventures. Here's an they adventure. You're going
1: on an adventure. I guess that's true.
0: And there's a lot not to like about it, but I did not dislike it nearly as much as I remembered.
1: Did they ever say why they're looking for the artifact and I just missed it? Or is that going to come up next week?
0: I think it might come up next okay. week. Okay. Uh, it's something to do with the Romulans, as always. I think that, we know that so might far. be
1: a part of it is that there's no stakes in this thing. They're, they're literally just looking for pots.
0: Well, that's true. And that, unfortunately, that's archaeology. It's hard to make archaeology interesting. They already blew their wad on uh, the chase. That's true. I think my big thing has always been I confused this one looking back because Picard pretends to be Richard Galen in this episode
1: uh-huh. and
0: goes on an archaeology adventure. And in the other one, he, he meets Richard Galen and goes on an archaeology adventure. And it feels like that one should have been a two-parter and this one should have been a one-parter.
1: That would have been a really good two-parter. We talked about that when we did the episode. That would have
0: been a really good movie is what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's fine. I just, I didn't hate it as much it, as I remembered hating it.
1: It just, it feels like it doesn't deserve to be a two-parter. There's just not enough going on.
0: Yeah, and as I recall, the payoff is nowhere close to worth waiting two hours to get to.
1: I, I think, like, it, first of all, the fact that we just did a two-parter is irritating to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's too early in the season, and I think we this is did, it. We
1: we... Like, we just did one, and it wasn't very good. And now no. you're following it up with another one that's also not very good.
0: I, that has to do with budgeting, though. I don't think that was deliberate. I think that has to do with... Like, when you get a two-parter, you get more money.
1: That's true. And I but think I mean, they like, were out of money already like, or something. Like, they did a two-parter with, uh, with Birthright, because they wanted more money. But that was because they, like, they had some good stuff happening.
0: Yeah, more or less. You know,
1: like, it, this doesn't feel like it needs more money.
0: Well, they this had to go to the like, park.
1: Is it really expensive? I guess it's expensive to get all that shit to a park.
0: Yeah. No, going on location is expensive. That's why they don't do it all the time. Mm. That and the further you go, the more expensive it is. And there's only so much you can get to around LA that looks like anything. That's why the original series went to Vasquez Rocks like every third week. Yeah. Which is, you know, the Gorn Rocks. Yes. I I think they should just rename it the Gorn Rocks. Yes. Next time I go to Southern California, I just want to go visit the Gorn Rocks.
1: We should take a trip there and have a rock fight. Yes. For the show,
0: yes, and and uh, for
1: ourselves,
0: <laughs> I'll bring my stout club,
1: <laughs> and I'll bring my gorn vest.
0: Ooh, is it made of gorn or is it patterned after the gorn's vest?
1: It's patterned after the gorn's vest,
0: but it's also made of gorn.
1: Well, yeah, of course, gorn
0: skin vest. <laughs> they're they're clothing cannibals.
1: Many gorn died so that I could wear this vest. <laughs> I can also use it for my zorak cosplay. <laughs>
0: Wasn't Picard wearing a vest or something along those lines? Some kind of like adventury kind of outfit this costume. One, yeah,
1: he was wearing a weird strap thing. It was kind of like it. It almost looked He-Man-esque.
0: Yeah, I like could it see had that. like a
1: weird like it was like a circle in the middle of his chest, and then there was a bunch of straps coming from his back up to, and connecting on the circle.
0: So like he could have battle damage.
1: Yeah, it looked very. It looked very much like. Uh, like, it was worn by any number of action figures I had back in the early 90s. That ended in or.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jean-Luc Or, or <laughs> something. I don't know. He's an arc Oh. That's not very good, Matt. No, it's not. But it's accurate. That's exactly what he is. Fair enough. No, it's not. Right. Um... So your your bad thing essentially was that that you just you you didn't think it was that exciting.
1: It's just it's a very boring episode, really. Uh, Brandon Braga disca- describes it as uh like he didn't like it. He said it was too pulpy and Buck Rogersy. I like that kind of thing, and I hate Brandon Braga. So why do I hate this stupid episode so much? <laughs> yeah, Where is that? How is that logical?
0: Maybe maybe that's why I like it. The enemy of my enemy is my friend.
1: That does make sense. It's like it's the whole our uh, the. The teaser is all. Oh no, the captain is dead. Yeah, we well, know he's no. No, he no, he's not. Yeah, we know that. And they spend a huge amount of time, like, like the whole fucking scene where Riker and Troy are yelling at each other.
0: See, about I how was, I mean, about how sad everyone is. I, there was some good stuff there, but then yeah, it got a little melodramatic. Yeah, like, well, don't tell me that I'm not sad because I'm sad too. Like, yeah. everyone is a sad. Yeah. No, there was there was a bit of there was a bit much there, but on the other yeah. hand. I don't know. Like, okay, yeah, we know he's he's not dead, obviously, but it mm. is kind of a jumping in the middle of the story, what the hell's going on thing, which I liked.
1: That was sort of cool, opening up on the bar.
0: Yeah, and, okay, this is actually my good thing. Mm. Um, there were some good aliens in that bar. In general, whenever they try to do that Star Wars cantina scene, they fail horribly. Yeah. Uh, the one that always sticks in my head is the one from uh, Unification.
1: Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah,
0: where they got the woman with the eight hands or whatever playing the piano. Yeah. And the, uh, just not good. The fat Ferengi. Mm-hmm. And here, it, it's like they took uh, DS9's masks or, or uh, effects budget or whatever. Yeah. And applied it because there's some damn good aliens.
1: Well, at this point, we had they had an entire Quark's bar that they could borrow pretty good-looking aliens from. Right. Like, well, that that is a good-looking set over on DS9. I
0: think they were really concerned that you had to see these aliens week in and week out. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure you weren't looking at bumpy-headed alien number three over and over again.
1: No, you were looking at Morn.
0: Right. Morn is a fucking great alien design. If you got to make him humanoid. Yep. You know, there's, there's some great guys. That, no, that whole opening scene. Like, there's some of that great uh, charm between the different uh, crew people.
1: Yeah, that's uh, my quotes actually in there. Ah,
0: well, let's hear that then. All right. <laughs> great story. I'll remember it next time I'm in a knife fight. <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's yes. a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of Riker, you know, doing his little grin thing. Yep.
1: I liked the, uh, I liked Worf, how Worf convinces the uh, one of the aliens to talk to him because I can't, apparently he tells him Picard knocked up his sister.
0: Right. No, knocked up Riker's or, sister. Or uh,
1: Riker's sister? Right.
0: No, my friend is very concerned because of his sister.
1: And then Beverly shows
0: up playing that sister. Uh, see, that's actually my bad thing. Oh, her, her uh, stupid hat? Well, no, no. Yes, her hat. That's <laughs> the only thing I could find to dislike about this episode is her hat. <laughs> There's, um, this whole bit is great. And you, you totally buy Worf being tough guy and Riker being tough guy. And even Troy pulls off tough guy. We see her doing it before anyone else. Yeah. And we buy it. She's, she's walking that great line between flirty and a little threatening.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's kind of return to cowboy Troy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a thing that they've been doing a little more of and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then Beverly shows up wearing a fucking kicky beret. <laughs> And holding a phaser, I'm like, honey, you got that pointed the wrong way. Now just stop it. <laughs> it.
1: I don't know what it is, but that the phaser looks so big in her hands. It might just be that she's got little dainty mm. little dainty hands or something. She
0: just did not. It, I don't buy her. It's it, The overall thing is I don't buy her whenever the rest of them are trying to pretend to do something. Yeah. I just don't buy it. She is the weak link. Once again, I think she's the weakest actor in in the ensemble, but I also think her character, I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I, when they're all doing this thing, I I buy it from everyone but her. They should have sent. Uh, they should have sent data down there.
1: They should have sent Barclay. Please no. It, it, he would have looked really good in that beret.
0: In that kicky beret. <laughs> Look, I never get to use the the adjective "kicky." Only applies to a beret. <laughs> I can't think of any other place to use that. So.
1: Just like how Cor- uh, Corinthian leather can only be described as rich.
0: Yes. Or when you say veritable, the word that usually follows is smorgasbord. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a veritable smorgasbord. No, you're right. That's just how it goes. There's certain words like that. I I just, I didn't buy it. I liked that whole scene. And I usually don't like them doing the whole cantina thing. But I liked yeah. it. Except she, she almost ruined it for me. Uh, what about you, Good Thing?
1: I liked the uh, the big-headed penis alien they talked to. In the bar? In the bar, yeah, okay the uh, the guy they end up that ends up actually having information, they end up taking him on the ship, oh right, right, right. It's good makeup, uh-huh, uh, like he's a he's an alien we've never seen
0: before, yeah, and it's elaborate,
1: yes, and the actor in the makeup is actually really good too. he's got like I like the I like the way his voice sounds, yep, I like how he's trying to like play off Riker, and then Riker just beats the shit out of him, yeah,
0: he's like, uh, you have arrest warrants in the Klingon Empire, we could just drop you with them,
1: yeah, and not what you want,
0: not give you shit.
1: There is nothing in the universe scarier than a Klingon that's been ripped off.
0: Yeah, no, you you want to stay as far away from them as you possibly can. Please
1: just drop me off at one of those one of those sweet Federation prisons. <laughs> I hear
0: Kirk's summering there again. Well, he does like penal colonies. That's true. Um. So as far as actors go, the the lead the lead the pirate captain, for want of a better word, <laughs> a vast. Yeah. Was the bad guy in uh, the the uh, mystery science theater movie werewolf? Yes, or war wolf as it is sometimes war, called. You,
1: you probably know it better as
0: war wolf. Um, it was
1: absolutely fascinating.
0: Um, what what was he talking about? Tamagochis in that movie? Uh, Yamaglachi. Right, same thing.
1: No, I spent the entire. I spent most of the episode the first time I watched it trying to figure out who, who he was. Who is
0: that guy? I hate that.
1: And then I asked. I asked Al, and you know we thought on it for a while and then he checked his imdb and it's like oh he was the guy in uh the mst werewolf yes and that's like click oh yeah that's where i know his weird ass voice from Well,
0: the thing is i think you looked him up too and you just saw this list of like okay typical b actor i don't know yeah, it's i don't like, know, know oh
1: he's been in tons of stuff but it's nothing i've ever watched. no ever you seen.
0: for some reason you just missed werewolf 1996 yeah <laughs> Uh, but acting wise, uh, there, the, the Romulan, there's a, there's a Romulan chick on their crew yes. played by Robin Curtis who played, uh, the second Savick yes. after Kirstie Alley left in, uh, Star Trek Three, the one mm. who may or may not have been knocked up by Spock.
1: Very, very, she is a very pretty Vulcan slash Romulan. She is. She was prettier as Savic. I see, I disagree. I like her better than this.
0: I, see, I think Romulans can look very attractive. I think this one particularly, like, they, they went out of their way to not do that. Mm. But I don't know. But yeah, it's was...
1: the uh, it's the short hair. It's
0: yeah, no, I like the hair, mm. but something about the makeup just was was a little off.
1: Well, they got the uh, the forehead bumps. That might
0: not do it for you. That could be it. No, I don't know. I had that whole Kalar thing. That's true. Um, Maybe it's just that the bumps aren't trying hard enough. That's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Try more bumps. Try harder. I um, but I mean, it, it's it's cool that they brought her back. It's it's interesting to me that they had her. And then it was like way back in season one, they had uh, Kirk's son, David, like they recycled guys from the movies. The movie actors yeah. weren't so big that they couldn't also be in the series, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. I like that.
1: Well, I mean, the, the movies never, you know, never really had big
0: name actors. No, I know. But sometimes, part. especially before, I don't know, somewhere around The Sopranos when TV started picking up more reputable, like being on yeah. TV was cool. It, it's like, oh, well, I'm not a TV actor. I'm a movie actor.
1: I mean, like, even Christopher Lloyd was a TV actor when he was on the show.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so what else? What else indeed? I, there just, there wasn't that much going on. No. Despite the fact that a lot went on, but I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Man, um, I just thought it was dull. The guy who gave Riker his orders was named Admiral Chakotay, but it was spelled differently. Yeah, that, that caught us off guard. That was weird. I'm, I'm, did he just say Admiral Chakotay? Yes, he did. I thought huh. maybe he said Jacoby and I heard it wrong or something. Yeah. No, Chicote It's just spelled with E's instead of A's.
1: I think there might have been an Admiral Jacoby now that you mention it. Probably. Admiral Dr. Jacoby. Yes.
0: And his weird two-colored sunglasses. <laughs> and he hid uh, all his captain's log inside a coconut. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: man. Now I really want to see that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably dead. Half the guys from Twin Peaks are dead now. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. All the mercenaries have a very similar look to all the other mercenaries. Mercenaries are the new mulleted rebels. A lot of these guys have yeah, mullets. Yeah, I
1: actually, when they first show up, I'm like, "Oh God, are these mulleted rebels?" Sort of, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh God, are these the Maquis?"
0: Yeah, they're coming. They're, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. One one episode in particular, I can think of, but mm. uh, they'll they'll be here soon. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got. There's there's not a ton to Stupid say about hat. this hat. They have agonizers. I guess that's a thing.
1: Oh, when they're looking for, uh, when they're looking for Picard, I just picture Jordy going, "He's alive somewhere. I know it." And Dana just
0: going, <laughs>
1: "Oh, come on again with this." All right, let's get you in the suit.
0: I'm going to disobey orders again, but this is the last time, Mister. Let's <laughs> say goodbye to these, Jordy, <laughs> because it is the last time. <laughs> Uh, anything else?
1: I like the idea of everyone going into mourning, because we we never got around to making him proud of us. Yeah. Now what will we do?
0: Now we'll all just die with that on our consciences.
1: People lining up outside Riker's quarters. You like me, right? I, I guess. I
0: like everybody. Come on. Hey. Good enough. How you doing? How you doing? Will Riker. Captain of the Enterprise.
1: <laughs> Captain of the Enterprise.
0: Uh. Yeah,
1: I think that's it.
0: It's just it, not a, not a ton happened. I, like not I say, really. I didn't like I didn't dislike it. I thought I would. It, it's average. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say it's a good episode.
1: No, I it, it it it's it's on average on the side of not great.
0: I see. I think it's just straight up average, right down you know, mm-hmm. right down the middle. Just does not bother me. Does not bother me at all. And when I look at the list of things that I'm not looking forward to seeing in season seven, this isn't on there. This isn't on that list of of just terrible episodes that I I don't want to see. Yeah. This is just, uh, mm-hmm. like, I'll probably yeah. forget it again.
1: Yep. Uh, Which one was the Gambit? Oh, yeah, that one.
0: Uh, the only the only thing that might make it memorable to me is it was a two-parter. Yeah. Because that, that does make it a little different. And it's the last two-parter we get until the finale, so. That is true. So there's that. All right. Anything else you want to tell the people about this?
1: No, nah, let's just wrap it up. Wrap it up.
0: Wrap it up, I'll take it home. You want me to fold it up, it up into a little uh, swan? I kind of do. Well, I don't know how to do that. I've never known how to do that. I'm going to swan it. Swan it. <laughs> Let's see. Next week we have Gambit Part Two and Phantasms, which is not Beverly fucks a ghost, but another ghost episode apparently.
1: Is I thought Phantasms was
0: Data's dream one. Isn't that that one? Could be. Oh. All right. I guess we'll find out when we watch it. We, we sure will. No guests next week either. So uh, no. Nope. So be back here for that. Yes.
1: Whatever whatever it turns out to be.
0: Whatever it is. We'll be watching it. We'll be telling you what we think.
1: Wherever you go, we'll be watching it.
0: Yes. Because we've we have signed on to this for a while now. Yes. Uh that is all the usual stuff still applies. Post Atomic Horror at gmail. Postatomic horror.com. Buy our app. It is free, so you don't have to buy it. Buy Just it
1: for no money. Get it.
0: Get it while it's free because it won't always be free.
1: No. And when it's not free anymore, you'll be kicking yourself, because it was free for a long time. And
0: then you'll be like, ow, I kicked myself.
1: How did I do that?
0: (laughs) I'm incredible. Yep. All right, so with that, Matt, tell them... See you, folks. ...that... The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2013. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.